through the fire. The person or persons who hurt you may or may not even express remorse or say they're sorry. They may not even desire your forgiveness, but that does not mean that you cannot grant forgiveness in your heart and with your mind. You can choose to heal and offer healing grace to another rather than put your ability to heal into the hands of another. Welcome to Through the Fire, cutting through the passions, clearing the smoke of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. (laughs) Hello, hello, I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. And welcome to Through the Fire, where we are on the case to tackle the tough issues and the chaos in the culture today with some psychological and theological applications Mm -hmm. and explanations. Greg, you and I just returned from Phoenix, Arizona, where we both spoke at a professional conference. Yes, we did. I spoke on the topics of forgiveness and on criticism, and you spoke on COVID. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone wanted to hear about it. It's yeah. amazing. It just won't go away. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was it was a very well-attended event, and people were really interested in all the topics we, we talked about. And it really there were some really good questions, too. There were. And it was very well-attended. And since then, since we've gotten back, I've received a number of emails asking that we do a program on forgiveness. So that is the topic that I would like for us to tackle today. Are you game? Yes, I think. Well, first of all, yeah, I think it's a great topic um, because life is hard and life is uh, harder when we're holding on to pains and harms that we can choose to let go of. Yeah. You said the magic sentence right there when you said, choose to let go of the pain okay. and hurt. And and sometimes maybe there's even shame involved and choose to forgive because we really do have a choice. Well, absolutely. We do. We, we can choose to hang on to it. We can choose to release it uh, or release ourselves of the emotional weight of withholding it. Um, forgiving uh, another person and even yourself is, is very powerful. It really is powerful. I mean, Personally, I'm going to share with our listeners how immensely powerful forgiveness has been in my life. Whenever I was 20 years old, uh, my husband introduced me to a pastor whose son had been murdered by his very own friend in a cornfield in Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And this pastor forgave his son's friend and would visit him regularly in prison. He was an amazing guy. He really, really, truly is. So many wonderful memories I have of him. A few years later, we're living in California. We're now married. And I received a letter with a newspaper clipping that a friend of mine had been killed and her home was set afire by a neighbor she knew and had repeatedly helped. Yeah. And then her daughter, who was also my friend and yours as well. Yeah, and mine as well. mm -hmm, She petitioned the court to spare the life of her mother's killer. And, you know, it really amazed me how my friends were able to forgive the people who had intentionally taken so very much from them and hurt them so deeply. So much. So much. And as you know, I was trying at that time to forgive people in my own life. And although I never sought revenge, I certainly held on to a lot of resentment in my heart. And not to downgrade my pain, but by comparison, the transgressions I was trying to forgive them for were far less difficult and complicated than those my friends had somehow cleared a path towards. Right. And so I asked them how and why they were so merciful to the people who had hurt them in such life-altering ways. And they responded that they did so because the person that was taken from them would want them to forgive because of their faith. And as they were telling me this, um, they, you know, just displayed this amazing 
sense of peace, even as they were acknowledging the pain. And there was no expression of anger or retribution uh, in their eyes. And that perplexed me and it amazed me. And I wanted that same peace in my heart and mind for those who had hurt me. And, you know, I can I can attest to this. I mean, for many years, you were on quite a journey to find that peace for yourself. I mean, you wanted to understand why people can behave in certain ways. You wanted a template for mm-hmm. how to forgive. And um, when that reality may be the one that you may never fully understand, you may never fully understand the why of an action. Mm-hmm. And the offending person may never repent or even think that they're responsible for inflicting pain. You're right. You're right. You may never, ever understand the why. And I really wanted for you know, for these people that hurt me to feel guilty. I wanted for yeah, them. because it was wrong. Exactly. And, I, right. and hurtful. Right. And I wanted them to say they were sorry and to have regret that, you know, for their behavior. I, I waited years and years for this to happen. And I all it did to me was make me bitter. You know, honey, I, I really am sorry because I know we talk about this a lot. I know that this was very painful. I also know that you learned, um, something that you learned was that forgiveness begins with you mm-hmm. uh, as the person who has been hurt or even as the person who's aware of the pain uh, that you've caused. That's right. I mean, that I, learning that was really quite freeing because up until then, I thought my peace lay in the hands of another person mm-hmm. and my perspective was clouded. I was disempowered. So that's why I wanted to share what forgiveness is and what it is not and why it is difficult to forgive and how we can do it. So first of all, what is forgiveness? Forgiveness is about goodness. It is about extending mercy to those who've harmed us, even if they don't deserve it, right, right, in our minds. It's not about finding excuses for the offending person's behavior or pretending that it didn't happen, which Mm -hmm. we see a lot of. And it is also about extending mercy to yourself for mistakes and transgressions, whether intentionally or unintentionally committed. Yeah, and that's why forgiveness and faith can transform your physical and your mental health. Because of your relationship with God, it can transform um, your relationship to yourself and to others because all of this is rooted in God's love and God's mercy for you first and foremost. That's why I love Matthew 18, where Peter struggles with forgiveness, thinking that it's only about his efforts. You know, it says this in Matthew 18, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother who sins against me up to seven times? And and Jesus answers, I tell you not seven times, but 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Mm-hmm. Peter thought he was being so generous too by asking Jesus if he should forgive seven times. And I mean, why wouldn't he feel generous? The Jewish tradition and teaching at that time was to forgive three times. Yeah, it was. So he so, doubled it. Yeah, he, one. he doubles it, adds one, and he's thinking, you know, a pretty nice guy, right, Jesus? And Jesus, <laughs> let me tell you something. In fact, then he goes mm-hmm. on to tell a parable of a king and a servant, and the servant owed this king, I mean, not just an enormous amount of money, an unbelievable amount that he could never pay back. Right. And the king forgave him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the servant then goes out and doesn't pass on that forgiveness to somebody else. In fact, he showed no mercy to a guy that owed him a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to put it in those terms. So when the king learns of that gesture, he recalls a servant and he gives him over to his torturers. He basically said, okay, you want to do it like that? Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that parable, the king represents God, the servant represents us, and forgiveness, you know, first notes our absolute need before God and his absolute grace and mercy. So when you realize that that you have this cosmic bounty of his grace and forgiveness to us, Then we roll up our sleeves and we begin to live as forgiven sinners with others. So we too, as followers of Christ, are to extend grace, his grace received 
to others. And so that 70 times 7 is a hyperbole played out on Peter's words to convey the unending grace received and the unending grace we're ready to share. Right. And psychologically, the torturers symbolize the thoughts and the emotions that torture us when we when we don't forgive. Yeah, it's been said that forgiveness is the most enjoyed virtue and the least employed virtue. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so why don't you talk about why it's so difficult to forgive? Well, most people want to be forgiven. Most people do. But we find it hard to forgive others who have offended us, especially if we're particularly close to them. Here's a little story. There's a story of Samantha. Samantha is saying her prayers one evening, and she asks for God to bless her goldfish, her puppy dog, and all of the family members. And her mother overhears her prayer and says, Samantha, are you not going to ask Jesus to bless your brother, Johnny? And she said, oh, no, Mommy. Johnny hit me. And her mother said, well, Jesus says to pray for your enemies. And Samantha said, but Johnny's not my enemy. He's my brother. Because <laughs> he's so close to me. Right. I don't have to forgive him. <laughs> right. So, you know, she did, She had expectations of him to, right. you know, to always love her, not to harm her, mm-hmm. right, to, to protect her and to be gentle with her and not to do that. And then he also wasn't her, her enemy. So, it, you know, it's, it's very difficult. Forgiveness is always hard when we're dealing with deep injustices. Mm-hmm. And anyone who has suffered a grievous hurt knows that When our inner world is rocked and badly disrupted, it's difficult to concentrate on anything other than our turmoil and pain. When we hold on to hurt, we are emotionally and cognitively hobbled, Mm -hmm. and our relationship with others and God and ourselves suffer. I mean, it's also difficult to forgive because there are emotional layers attached to how we think about the offense. People, you know, talk about experiencing waves of emotional embarrassment, sadness, anger, guilt, shame, and disgust. And some of the company thoughts about the event itself, you know, conjure up resentment, regret, retribution that further complicate our ability to forgive. Add to that how often we think about the event and how deeply we feel about it. That locks us into a cycle of emotional turmoil and imprisonment. You know, listen, I want for everyone to understand that the sense of justice located in the centers of our brain mediate disgust. And because of our disgust, we may unconsciously reject any possibility or responsibility to think or feel differently about another person, ourselves, or the situation. Yeah, and that's why it's amazing, though, to learn that as with almost everything, we still have options. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have to forgive? Well, no, you can choose not to. But if you continue to ruminate, like you've been talking about, over the concerns that weigh on you, uh, you begin to experience the chronic stress that damages your mind, your body, your spirit, your peace, your self-esteem. And, you know, again, resentment can build up, you know, in our, and, and it poisons. It mm-hmm. literally poisons your mind and destroys your spirit. It oppresses. Mm-hmm. It oppress, uh, oppresses you. It's oppressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, So forgiveness, it's strong medicine, maybe even a better way to say a strong balm for this, right? Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. And as you said earlier, the person or persons who hurt you may or may not even express remorse Mm -hmm. or say they're sorry. They may not even desire your forgiveness, but that does not mean that you cannot grant forgiveness in your heart and with your mind. You can choose to heal and offer healing grace to another rather than put your ability to heal into the hands of another. And this really makes a lot of sense. I mean, this awareness, perspective, and decision empowers you and puts the decision into your hands. And the ethics of your choice and the responsibility of it is on you. You can turn 
um, your realm of influence from negative to positive. You can decide to not be resentful, to not take revenge, thereby, you know, connecting yourself to grace and healing. And you know what? You're also forcing that other person to take introspection and find Christ within because they are not looking at your disdain, disgust, or anger anymore because mm. it's not there. Right. You know, like you said, you don't want uh, this forgiveness thing in the hands of another sinful human being. I mean, we just messed that up. But in this way, you're kind of talking about putting it you all in it God's up. hands. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> well, and that's the point. By God's grace, you can begin to see that other person the way that God sees you, mm-hmm. and you can begin to see the resources available for you um, when you don't put your healing into and your mercy into their hands, but you put it all into God's hands. Mm So, you know, in all of this, it's about our relationship with God lived Mm -hmm. out in a very, and this is the thing that people understand. It's a very sinful, spiteful world. It's hard to to do this, but it's the way through this, right? Mm -hmm. So God gives us resources to do that. And that's why he says in Mark 22, you know, whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Mm-hmm. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. It's about your relationship to God. Uh, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So this is challenging. And, and, and in fact, this is a challenging and frightful sounding directive. But it isn't so frightful when you realize it's all about love, mm-hmm. not threat. Mm-hmm. So I, I love Corey Tenboom. She wrote, forgiveness is an act of will, and then the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. You know, her statement was written shortly after she extended forgiveness to one of her Nazi prison guards. Right. And, and she writes of the disgrace she and her sister endured in the camp, the pain of watching her sister die before they were set free. The dissonance, the tension between her heart and her mind was significant, but she chose to extend forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, felt a shock of healing warmth flow through her body and, and into the man she was forgiving. Um I also thought about Louis Zamperini right now, right. you know, um, Air Force veteran, Olympic story, track star. Yeah. He was captured, tortured in the Japanese prison camp by Matsu. I always get his name wrong. <laughs> Matsuhiro. Matsuhiro Wantanabe, right? Is that right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, because every, every, but Wantanabe. Just I mean, call they, him the bird. They call him the bird. Yeah, that's right. how I always remember him as right. the bird. And and if you watch that, I mean, he suffered. Or read tremend- it. Yeah. yeah, read it. Tr- tremendous abuse by this guy. Zamperini actually couldn't forgive him. He came home and even though he was a war hero, Mm -hmm. he had tremendous resentment and anger and he turned to drinking. But it was this reconnecting to God through faith uh, that he actually uh, writes to the bird extending his forgiveness. Right. And he became a Christian evangelist with a strong belief. Zamperini did, not the yeah, bird. Zamperini. Yeah, Zamperini. Right. So after reconnecting to his faith, he wrote to Wantanabe, uh, extending forgiveness. He became a Christian evangelist, uh, uh, Zamperini did, with a strong belief in forgiveness. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we should, you know, t- those are great examples, but let's talk about the, the process and this great process. How do we go about the process of forgiving? Because it it is a process. There's... There's some challenges to it. There are. And again, there's no template. But some, we've, what we've noted, and, and I mean, I did so much research on this because I tried to write on it, uh, tried to write my dissertation, tried to write my thesis, tried to write a book on it. There really is no template. But there are some certain things that we can do that give it meaning and that we can actually take some action. So the very first thing we, we must do is acknowledge, you know, our, uh, you want to acknowledge your pain. 
and or the pain that you have caused another and then harness the functionality of the emotions that you're experiencing. I mean, we feel the way we feel for a reason. And there are many forms of emotional pain, but the most common forms are anxiety, depression, unhealthy anger, lack of trust, self-loathing, or low self-esteem, or an overall negative worldview, okay. uh, lack of confidence in one's ability to change. And all of these harms can be addressed by forgiveness. So it's important to really identify the kind of pain you are suffering and to acknowledge it and then confess your part in the situation. Second, you want to practice some empathy for yourself and your offender. You want to consider the circumstances of that particular instance. And you want to let go of the need to be perfect or have others be perfect. Do not load more information by supposes and guesses into the scenario, trying to understand the why of it. Consider the pressures and the stresses of the time. Because, listen, everybody makes mistakes. And you want to repent for your part in the situation. You know, I just jump in there. I mean, that's one of the hardest things to do yeah. because you start actually adding to it. I, I bet you they thought this about me. Yeah. I bet you they did that. There's no evidence and of you, it. You make it worse. You, and you may not even, it may be the exact opposite of that, right? right? Exactly. Right. And that's why... As we go forward, you'll see exactly what you were saying. So third, you want to find meaning in your suffering. Mm. You know, what you don't know, right, is more is more important or it can be more important than what you know. And you don't know enough. So you want to go after the unknown, but not through supposes and guesses. And you want to learn from the experience. So right. you want to try to see how your suffering has changed you in a positive way. Without seeing meaning, a person can lose, you know, a sense of purpose, which can lead to hopelessness and a despairing conclusion, you know, that life is shallow or it has little meaning. Right. So you want to say what you're feeling when you talk to that person. Uh, you don't have to be right. Maybe you're wrong. So great. Learn from it, you know. <laughs> That doesn't oh, wait, happen wait, to me I, very often, I, but you know, so I wanted to jump in here and actually uh, give an illustration. No, no, <laughs> okay. no, no. But honestly, we we want when we have the conversation, we want to listen. We want to really listen to the other person, and we want to address the woundedness in yourself and recognize the injustice of the experience. Or that forgiveness that you're extending will be shallow. Yeah, this is important stuff. It is. And forgiveness does not say that everything that happened is okay. And mm -hmm. it does not make you a weak person. No. Taking steps towards forgiveness are steps of courage. They Always. really, really are. Always. And fourth, you want to remove, and this is really important, remove the personal element. Let the person's transgression be about them. What happened doesn't define you. It is a reflection of a problem within that individual. And- you know, fifth, I know you've talked about this to anticipate discomfort. I mean, everything you just said means that you're jumping into something. Right. Obviously, there's a way through it and there's a blessing in it, but it's unnatural to step up and to say to someone who hurt us, I forgive you. It's unnatural uh, for the one who's carrying the guilt and shame to accept that they're forgiven because they don't see themselves as worthy oftentimes of such a gift mm -hmm. or like they don't need it anyway. Mm -hmm. So there can be discomfort for the one who extends forgiveness and, and discomfort for the one even receiving it because both individuals can carry deeply rooted scars in their memories, their hearts, their bodies. Mm -hmm. But that's why we all need to see that developing a forgiving mindset is one that is rooted. And I'm going to say it this way. Because uh, we all have scars, but this is rooted in the scars that Jesus was willing to endure for mm -hmm. us, the punishment he was willing to accept for us and the power of the resurrection that only he can make available for us. So that's why I think this is so incredible. That forgiveness taps into that, and there's no better way 
to live, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and as a person works through these steps that we were just talking about, you know, they will develop a forgiving heart, and that is what's really a beautiful outcome of this. Yeah, and when you work through suffering, we gain a more mature understanding of what it means to be humble, courageous, or loving in a world that is broken. Mm-hmm. And as our hearts heal, maybe we'll also be moved to help others who've been harmed, or, you know, and then maybe they can overcome that suffering, mm-hmm. and and that can lighten the heart and bring joy uh, to our lives and to others even then. So. Mm-hmm. You know, by extending grace, I I love what we're talking about because we really do bring Christ into our healing journey with others and we can accept our imperfections and the imperfections uh, in others. I do that every day with you. Is that right? I I was just (laughs) thinking about how I was doing that with you. (laughs) (laughs) But no, but seriously though, but no, we we can clear our minds so that we can begin to see the colors of life, I mean, show up and we can show up for others, um, you know, and and we can let them see that too. and, And we can be ready for the opportunity. Yeah, that, that present, present ourselves every them, day. Themselves, yeah. yeah, every day because we miss so many things. Yeah, we do. We're focused on on such negatives, right? Mm-hmm. So listen, if God forgives you, and He has, He has. Who are you? Who am I? Who are we to hold on to things that restrict us from serving His purpose? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is time to stop checking out and check back in. And I did the same as Amberini after waiting and trying to receive an apology. I wrote a letter. That could be read over and over again, where I addressed my pain, I extended forgiveness, and I also acknowledged my contributions to the situation. Mm -hmm. And I will say there is peace and there is healing in my heart. Now, that weight does not automatically disappear, but it does become lighter. Mm -hmm. And there is an unburdening and there is healing and it takes time. But, oh, is life so much brighter than before? Yeah, because it's not only in your hands, it's now in God's hands, mm-hmm. it's in Christ's hands. So mm-hmm. uh, listen, we all will find the need to forgive or to be forgiven in life, uh, mm-hmm. that is certain. And our Lord gives us his forgiveness when we repent and truly repent. It's, it's, it's up to us, you know, by the power of his spirit, obviously, to make repairs, extend grace to others, uh, and to those who've offended us. so And to yourself. Yeah, and to yourself. And, and so in that sense, it's an incredible choice because God has made that choice possible mm-hmm. in your life. Mm-hmm. And it is our Lord's choice. And as his followers, it can be ours. Mm-hmm. And if you want some resources on forgiveness, you can find a list on my website at Condescent Counseling. That's cccc-usa.com. That's four C's, cccc-usa.com. And those are some great resources, and I would uh, challenge you, go use, put those resources to work. They're mm-hmm. great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And as always, remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. The one that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers. I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See, See you, you soon. Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org.